Life is sweet. Let it sweep you off your feet. Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, this is Allie and Find Your Joy. And I'm so happy that uh, Dr. Carmen Carpenter, Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine doctor and acupuncturist and all around a fabuloso, I don't know if that's a word, but that's what I'm <laughs> going to be using, has agreed to come and be with us again. And, and uh, welcome back, Carmen. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I, I'm so, you know, in our last episode, we kind of, I intentionally left a cliffhanger, you know, because I will, I like to binge watch series. And, and so I, <laughs> you always leave me with a cliffhanger. <laughs> I don't know what that was just about, but anyways, <laughs> well, I thought maybe we'd explore a little bit because we were talking about some people, um, whether they, you know, lots of my listeners, of course, um, likely, I can't say all, but likely have an understanding or a belief or some sort of thing, I would say, whatever, a thing, a thing, that's a, that's the official word. I think that's a technological, <laughs> that's a technical term for it. They got a thing for energy and how that might work. And, and sometimes I think, I remember me when I first was, I remember me. <laughs> okay. Oh, that, so. That's a good start. <laughs> that's Step a really one. good start right there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when people first started talking to me about energy. And I remember when I used to think, oh yeah. Um, like I, I, I didn't, it was usually when my eyes glassed over and I was, you know, planning on what I was going to do next if I'm going to be really honest, because I didn't know, I didn't understand what they were talking about. And sometimes to me, I would think um, sometimes when people started talking about it, they were already a person who was so far off in a place that I was not near to. Um, and maybe still am not um, doesn't, I'm not suggesting they're wrong. I'm just thinking sometimes people are what I would call so far in the woo that it's it, it's a little bit hard to understand. And again, doesn't mean they're incorrect. No. It's for me, it's a little bit hard to grasp onto that sometimes. So because of that and my judgments and my preconceived notions and my own what if fears and you know there's a list of words I could use um I kind of didn't really listen to that and it was I don't know about 20 years ago I went to a conference that attached actual and this was this was a spiritual sort of thing this conference was and there's a the speaker who taught for days and I was really impacted by what he talked about and it was all on quantum physics and the the physics and energy and things that we experience 
what we're labeling sometimes as spiritual experiences mm-hmm. and maybe they are and maybe they aren't and that is for another day maybe but that was for me my first connection and started me wanting to understand a little bit more about how energy works and so i think when people don't know yet i would just suggest maybe opening up a little bit to if you understand anything about physics which i didn't and started to look into and specifically quantum physics and how energy works and how it moves and that it is moving and it is active and it's always going on inside of us whether i understand it or not then that to me made it very open so that when someone talked about chi and I didn't get it or meridians and I didn't get it um chakras I still for me my brain goes to meridians more than chakras that's just me not Mm -hmm. suggesting what anyone else should do um that's how I got that's how it came alive for me was I understood I already knew there's energy going on whether I understand it or not And um, the meridians for me was the, that was the link. Yeah. That was the little link when you started explaining that to me. So all that, (laughs) all those (laughs) words (laughs) to say, let's talk a little bit about how energy works and um, how that connects to traditional Chinese medicine and in some ways to acupuncture. But how does, how does, how does that work? That's a big question. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm, it was a long question, not really that big. <laughs> Put my doctor knowledge to the test, Allie. That's right. <laughs> um, I think, well, I mean, I think it's naive to say that we don't experience energy. Like mm-hmm. even before I got into Chinese medicine, I bartended for years and years and years. And, you know, it would be ridiculous for me to say that I didn't feed off the energy of my customers sitting across the bar. You know, whether that was them being having a great time, which put me in a great mood, which made it, you know, it was a spiral effect and it kept going. Or if somebody was having a really bad day and they were just a Debbie Downer sitting at the bar would affect (laughs) my night at the bar as well, you know, and those sort of interactions happen in all different areas of our lives. But it doesn't just relate to human interactions. We have to look within our own bodies as well. So that can be something so simple as we pick up on the energy of other people and how that affects the energy within our own bodies. But when we're talking about it from the relation of Chinese medicine, we're talking about qi. That's the Chinese medicine term for our life force, our vital force, our energy. And that's what's flowing through our bodies. And we get it from different aspects in life. So we have air qi, which is what we're breathing in through our lungs. Um, we have gu qi or food qi, which is what we're ingesting and how our body transforms and transports that into nutrients to you know, give ourselves nutrients. And again, cells have an energy charge. It is, that is physics. That's how that works. So that all kind of comes down to it. Um, Or whether it's the energy that you're born with, like your constitution, the things that you get from your parents. So whether your hair is blonde or brown, or, you know, whether you're born with a um, chronic illness that was passed down through your family, all that kind of stuff is all a piece of the energy. But then on top of that, you have to look at how on a daily basis, our energy can shift within our own bodies. So we all know that when we're really stressed out, we might not be sleeping very well, or our appetite Mm -hmm. might disappear, or maybe you binge eat, like whatever that looks like for you, or you're somebody who works out for five hours to try and get rid of that stress, you know, or maybe you just shut down completely. That's all a piece of the energy and the chi that's flowing through our body and how that's relating to our organs. Um, So 
I mean, to get onto a bigger topic, we have all the different organ systems within our body, which relate to the meridians that you're talking about as well. So there's 12 different meridians and different organ systems. We have yin and yang organs. They all have different functions. They have the same names as Western organs, but they have a different, they're an organ system versus like just being the liver organ. It's the liver system, which has a whole mm. slew of things that are attached to it. But then there's also the liver meridian. And so, um, for example, if you don't mind me talking about your gallbladder situation. No, no, I, no, I'm, right? I, I was, I was thinking it myself while you were saying this, go right <laughs> yeah. ahead. I'm talk about my gallbladder all you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had your gallbladder removed and prior to having it removed, you had the pains that are associated with a gallbladder needing to be removed. We, we talked about that before you had it removed. We talked lots. about it afterwards, <laughs> lots. However, even once you had the actual physical organ removed, you were still experiencing pain along your gallbladder meridian. And so there's a connection between those physical meridians and the organs within our body, whether that's the Western version of the organ, the one that you physically had taken out, um, or that's the organ system. And the gallbladder does do things in Chinese medicine. Um, for example, like indecisiveness is related to the gallbladder. And so I've noticed that people who have had their gallbladders physically removed there tends to be a bit of indecisiveness, whether that was there prior to them having it removed or not, that is left to be undetermined because I've only seen right. a couple people pre and post gallbladder right. removal. Right. Um, but there is some stuff that kind of plays into that. And when mm -hmm. we're doing the needles, what I'm doing is trying to shift energy through those meridians and open it up so that your body can do what it's supposed to do. A lot of times we have blockages in those meridians and the energy is not flowing. So there's a saying in Chinese medicine where there is no free flow, there is pain. So if you're experiencing pain anywhere in your body, chances are there's some kind of blockage within that meridian. Mm. You know, there can be a whole bunch of other diagnoses that go along with pain, but the the most simple and basic is that when there is no free flow, there is pain. So we're trying to open that up. But it's not just, again, world of Chinese medicine, really deep, many levels, it's an onion. So it's not just the meridian as well. Then we need to start looking internally. Okay, so how does this your gallbladder removal affect your digestion. Well, in Western medicine, it becomes a lot harder to digest fats. So what does that mean in Chinese medicine? How do we look at that? How do we change diet and lifestyle to help affect that? What other meridian systems and organ systems do we need to boost to help support the lack that is now here? Balancing the yin and yang. So your gallbladder is now low. Now this is looking high because it's not balanced properly anymore. We need to bring everything back in balance. So if we need to reduce this to make it look like they're the same level, then so be it. And so it's all about shifting that mm. yin and yang energy within the body. So, I mean, it's a big question. <laughs> I could talk to you for hours about chi and energy and organ systems. Right. Um, but I'm trying to keep it somewhat simple, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it, it does make sense. And I was going to say, too, the thing that I liked about with you, like I'd had gallbladder for me, I'd had gallbladder issues for a long time. And I think I think that's the story of most people who have gallbladder mm -hmm. issues. And and I, you know, done many things to try to sort it out. But the reality was that it wasn't and I wasn't going to just sort itself out. Uh, it didn't matter what I ate. It did, you know, it did whatever whether it was my parents both my parents both almost died from their gallbladders rupturing right. so it was you know I'm guessing <laughs> that it was there was some heredity involved perhaps or lifestyle there's you know a whole bunch of things that yeah. I could, I could think about there um but one of the things that I really 
remember very clearly and liked is you did you did many things with acupuncture and and uh, some suggestions around uh, nutrition and herbal things. Uh, but you were very clear to me, um, this is out of my scope of practice and you need to go to see your GP and they're probably going to want to do a, a, you know, an ultrasound and I can't send you for one. And so you need yeah. to address that there because this could be life-threatening. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's where I ended up, of course, but, uh, but I liked that. That was very quickly. That was your suggestion. Although yeah. we did all these other things as well. You very quickly said, this is something that you need to make sure that you see your, your GP about, because this yeah. is, yeah, this is. And, and so I, I've always really appreciated that about you, that it was, you didn't come in and just because I, you know, having had my one very mean experience. <laughs> no, I, that was just me, right? That it didn't work for me. My first experience with an acupuncturist was very different. And me, and I know other people that absolutely had the greatest experience of their life with that person. But, but for me, it, it was, uh, it didn't work. That's all. I'm just going to say my particular brand of yeah. sensitivities, it didn't work with that. And I think that part of who you are is that you're very intuitive. You have, um, you have a way about you that you are, um, able to rather, uh, quickly assess and analyze beyond the scope of, of the medical situation that's in front of you, the person that's there, you are an incredible listener and you took all that in. And so I think that you knew immediately there was a certain way that things had to go with me and that, mm -hmm. and you did that. And, and like now you're, you know, basically stuck with me forever. So that's how that <laughs> Bonded so, for life. <laughs> that's right. It was, it, it, it just really worked. And, and, um, so I I can I know for how it changed things like um I know that I can go in I was just for anyone who hasn't ever experienced this I'm just going to some personal things I will share having laid on that table um going in with a headache and not leaving with one going in with back pain and not leaving with it going in there with digestive problems and not leaving with them. Like it's anxiety, uh, like all of these things. It's amazing to me. So, and I get what you're saying about the 25 minutes, 25 minutes on the table. And, you know, I've, you know, this calming music in the background and things like that. It, it, additionally though, there is what's happening. Mm -hmm. it, it, the changes in my body that I'm, that I'm really aware of. And I, um, there has not been a lot of things in my life that have had that quick of a result. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, if you think about like energy in the needles, think about putting a piece of metal into a socket, like you, you get zapped. It's not a good idea. We get taught that as a young child, <laughs> stay away with your, you know, your butter knife from the outlets. <laughs> So I am, you have energy and the meridians are a pathway or a river of energy that is flowing in certain areas of your body. And then the acupuncture points along those meridians are like a deeper well of energy within the body. And so 
you know, I mean, we learn the textbook versions, like when I've showed you the maps of the meridians, that is the textbook location of everything, but everybody is different. Every body is different. And so what the skill that I've had to hone in on as a practitioner is being able to find those points because we're not necessarily always in the textbook location. You know, you got to be able to feel it. And sometimes you can feel physical changes along that meridian, whether that be like a lump or a bump along there or a divot. Um, Sometimes you can tell once you stick the needle in whether you're going to get that chi or not in that area. And if you don't, chances are you've missed the point. You got to try again. Um, But, you know, realistically, let's say I'm putting one in your foot and one in your shoulder and that's on that was your gallbladder meridian that you were referring to because we yes. talked a lot about that meridian. Yeah. Um, but I am now creating uh, like a circuit, basically. I'm creating an electrical circuit in your body with, you know, grounding needles to create an energy flow between those two needles. And so like it's, it's almost like being an energy electrician. It's <laughs> like... Um... <laughs> and so, and then on top of it, you know, how you were saying that you really respected me with the whole gallbladder thing and that we've built a bond kind of through some of the stuff we've done. I think it's also really important when talking about energy, you know, your energy with your practitioner is really important as well. They actually just came out with a study talking about how important the, um, the connection between client and practitioner is and how they've like mapped changes in the brain when the practitioner and the client are driving, which is super interesting. It just, I just saw it last week. It's a brand new article. Um, but you know, your first experience that might not have been the practitioner for you. That doesn't mean they're not a good practitioner. That doesn't mean no, for somebody else great, they changed actually. their life. Yeah, I right? I have several people that I know go and it's a great yeah. experience for them. Yeah. 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 And right. I've had people come to me and I'm not the practitioner for them. And that's okay. That's totally okay because again, working with energy, yes, I'm creating these circuits in your body to try and get the energy flowing or putting on a herbal formula to try and change the chi and energy in your body, or helping you change your diet, whatever that looks like. The most important part is that myself and the client, whether that's you or somebody else, have some form of connection. Because if we don't have that initial physical energetic connection, where we can um, either relate to each other, you know, or uh, feel safe in that environment, for whatever reason, and that works both ways for me as a practitioner as well. I have to feel safe with my clients too, right? So if that doesn't exist, then the rest of the energy healing isn't going to work because we don't already have a healthy, open flowing of energy between the two of us, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes it, it makes so much sense. I, I know that um, even, uh, well, I mean, that's why we're not all you know, we're not all uh, open to marry every person that we meet. We're not all connected exactly. with each other. We're not, um, I've, I've had, uh, you know, b- the doctor that I had before, someone didn't connect with them. And I it was like, it was like, we had a different doctor. I didn't even know. Do you know what I mean? It was so yeah. different. It was their experience yeah. was, it was so different. And I, and it's not suggesting anyone did anything wrong so much as there just was not, there is an energetic connection. And some people just can call that whatever they want to. I just, I just didn't like that guy or, or I just, um, you know, just didn't click or uh, he didn't get me or she didn't get me or it basically, I mean, other, aside from something being, you know, a moral issue or, or whatever, there's, there's levels of attraction so it makes it makes really good sense to me how that works and i know and we've talked about this before um i when i when i okay so doing sound therapy and we'll talk about that because we'll be doing some things together on that 
but yeah. when I'm doing, I notice when I do, when I do bowls and if I do a scan, it's, it's just interesting how where energy starts and where it stops and what could possibly block it. Like you were talking about, you know, one in the shoulder and one in this foot and, and then it goes. And if there's a, uh, some kind of a blockage and, and I've, I've experienced that with clients um, just having a bowl in my hand and just scanning them and the sound shifts, it changes, it, it goes higher or lower, it muffles, it does something. And my best understanding of that um, is that somehow the energy doesn't work there. So whether yeah. that is an emotional block, uh, there's been trauma, there's been, you know, possibly a physical blockage, something something is stopping it for it now in my way of thinking again I, I i look into meridians more now because i used to just call it all well we're just all water and the water is not flowing yeah. <laughs> in our bodies right i would <laughs> i would think of it that way and then i started to understand then it was it was fluid in the body and energy i i started to understand it that way a little bit when i was do, mm -hmm. when i was doing it and then I started, you were teaching me in the last year or so about meridians and let me the book. I got to bring that back. And, um, <laughs> and start, you did. I got it. I got oh, it. Did I? Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's awesome. I started to panic. I started to <laughs> have not brought that book back yet. But but just reading that and understanding about exactly how that works. It's amazing. Of course, mine, it, I you know, whatever, everything I do, it goes you know, by sound and intuition, I guess, but it's, I don't even know how intuitive it is because if I can feel a difference, if I can hear a different sound or feel a different vibration on my hand, people are like, oh, that's very intuitive. Um, eh, I don't know. It it's, feels right. physical <laughs> at the time, much sure. like what you're describing with meridians, yeah. right? It can be. I mean, I, I, I'm going to share a story with you from when I was in school and I was a student practitioner and I had a client coming to me as a student and how it worked is you had your instructor in a separate room and then you saw your client one-on-one -on -one, and you'd go back and you talk to your instructor and then you'd come back and give the give the treatment. And I'd been seeing this particular person for a while and they were coming to me for pain. They were having hip pain and I couldn't figure out why there was no history of injury, no car accidents, no whatever. They were in their early twenties. Like there was no reason for them to be experiencing pain like that. And I treated them for probably like a month and a half and we weren't getting any results, like getting nowhere. And as a, as a new practitioner and a student who's not even done, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, do I know what I'm doing? <laughs> right. Like, what am I doing course. wrong? Yeah. And so I chatted with my instructor and I just said, hey, like, this is a situation. I'm starting to get frustrated as a practitioner. Like, is this the point where I tell them I can't help you anymore and you need to find somebody else to talk to? Or like, what am I missing here? And so he came into the room with me and he's really... Um, in tune and intuitive with energy and he checked one of her meridians the way that he does I don't necessarily understand how he does it but he does it and he would was doing his thing over her it was her kidney meridian specifically but doing it over her meridian and he would she had her t-shirt on or whatever and he's like what's going on here there's some sort of block here she's like I don't know what you're talking about He's like, well, it's like, it's quite strong. He's like, so Carmen, you know, when you're doing your treatment, there's a blockage in this meridian and that's where it is. So you need to put your needles a little closer together so that it's a little bit of a stronger current. And then once he left the room, and I don't know, maybe that was a, she was a female client. Maybe it was a male practitioner thing. But when he left the room, she pulled her shirt to the side and she had been hit with a softball 
and fractured one of her ribs years and years and years ago. And there was a physical bump on that spot on her chest. And once we started working on that, the hip pain was gone. So the whole time, because I didn't know that she had that, she was always, I was working on her hip. She always had her t-shirt on. I never saw her collarbone or right. her upper ribs at all, right? And so when I saw that happen, I was like, oh man, like, don't get me wrong. I've been the biggest skeptic myself in this, this medicine. Like I am the first person that's going to question it and find out why. And if I can't find out why, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Right. And so when I saw him do that, I was like, this is like, this is mind blowing. <laughs> this is so crazy that, and that was a physical blockage. So yes. it's like you said, it can be emotional. It can be trauma. It could be you know, it could be somebody who's been in a whole bunch of car accidents and has had whiplash yes. seven times. So they don't have any visible physical ailments, but there's something off along the meridians. It could be a woman who's had a C-section, which cuts through pretty much all your meridians in your abdomen. So now you have scar tissue blocking all those meridians, which is another form of a blockage. Right. You know, it could be so many different things. And it's really important as a practitioner, but then also as a client to be really open about everything that's going on in your body. Because I you know, I can't read your mind, I can only meet you what with what you're willing to share with me. Right. But it's also really important as a practitioner to also be open to other things such as that, like you said, like, even if it's a trauma, you know, you're aware that that person has trauma, you might not know what happened or need to know what happened. But being aware that something like that had happened, and they're holding it somewhere in their body, and there's probably a blockage with that. And so you got to find a way to work within that. Yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? And I, I find for me, um, and I'm, you know, I, I don't know, everyone has their own way of um, absorbing and picking up and becoming aware of things. Mm -hmm. I find that um, it's really easy in life in general for the busyness in our mind to make, like, it's very hard if, 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 if I'm with a client and my mind is, oh, I hope that, you know, whatever they're, you know, they're, they said their foot. If I start thinking they said their foot hurt and I'm going to make sure I do something about that foot or whatever. If I go there. Um, so it's interesting that you're, that you're, what, what you're saying. And of course, your experience, even that one experience with the instructor, but then of course, all your experience now um, as a licensed doctor and doing that mm -hmm. is, if I, for a moment in any time of my life, but specifically when I'm uh, with a client, if, if my mind is, a, if I allow my mind to go anywhere, but almost, I don't want to say blank, but just, <laughs> you know, like yeah, in that moment, open. open to whatever it might be. And for me, if I'm listening to the bowl, I, I try to do that because if I'm doing that, then I'm not thinking words. <laughs> yeah. Stop yeah. thinking words, Allison. Stop it. <laughs> I just because because there is always something that, that comes to me. There is always and and so it's so it's interesting when you're saying that. Like so when when the when the instructor goes in, um, well, first of all, he has. Uh, you know, well, he's the instructor, so he has yeah, none of the a lot more experience that I did. <laughs> more experience, less insecurity, and and, yeah. and less ego. Yeah, and ego in the the fairest sense of the word, right? Because mm -hmm. ego sometimes I think we think of that as a puffed up ego, and typically no. when we're new at something, ego is 
it's it's a diminished sense of self that's, that's totally gets crashing us <laughs> imposter syndrome <laughs> yes exactly having all those thoughts but i think it's awesome that you're saying that because when he walked in he was able to be just okay just head to toe i wonder what's happening here whereas i can imagine i know for myself when i've been working with people in in whatever way that that is man i'm telling you if 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 it's their hip there i'm going to be concentrating on that and i'm going to be well, i mean I, that. I think you can attest to it how many times have i actually needled you in the area where you're experiencing pain or yes. uh, an ailment of any kind right i think um like circling back to you saying that I'm a good listener and maybe that's me as a person, but I think most practitioners, especially in Chinese medicine are, I mean, listening is one of the pillars of Chinese medicine where we're talking about diagnosing. It's there's four things. And one of them is listening, okay. listening, observing, uh, tongue and pulse. That those are the four ways that we diagnose somebody. Oh, okay. Um, but being open to everything going on in the body, which is why when you go and see a new a practitioner for the first time, you end up having such a long and lengthy appointment because we have to talk about everything. So I always tell anybody who's coming to my clinic for the first time, you might be coming to me because, um, I don't know, let's say you have carpal tunnel, so you have wrist pain, and that's all you want it, That's all you want treated. So yes, I am going to treat that once we get you on the table, or whether that's with herbs or needles or whatever that looks like. Yes, we're going to treat that. However, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions that seem completely unrelated to your wrist, but I need you to answer them honestly, because it tells me what's going on inside your body and how your body works and how your chi or your energy flows and why potentially this might not be getting better for you. So, I mean, it could be a lifestyle thing that you work and type on a computer all day. Um, it could be, you know, an old injury that you've forgotten about from when you were 12 in your shoulder, that it's creating a blockage in that meridian. Um, ah, it could right. be, you know, the meridians that are running through your wrist, one of them is your heart. So you could be having something emotional going on and there's some blockage in that meridian and it's manifesting physically in your wrist. Like there's so many different, layers to it so when you come in i'm going to ask you about sleep digestion um you know stress anxiety uh menstrual cycles if you're a female you know we're going to talk about all of it we're talking about your whole health history we're going to talk about any hospitalizations any major illnesses you had as a child like we usually end up talking for about an hour the first time before i put you on the table because without all those clues yeah for sure i can stick it a couple needles in your wrist and probably make you feel better for a few days but long term, we're not going to get to the real root of the cause as to why this is happening. Right, right. And, that, and so and it's, it's important to be that. open. Yeah, just like it is when you do your sound healing, it's really important to be open to whatever's going on in their body and not coming in with your preconceived notions of, oh, I'm treating a bummed ankle. I got to focus on that ankle. You got to listen to the whole body, not just that one little piece of it. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me. Um... <laughs> I, I have a friend you haven't met yet, Jeff. Uh, anyways, he's uh, he's a physiotherapist, amazing physiotherapist, and does cranial sacral and stuff. And I, I, it just we, I always make the joke with him, like who could have known our body was connected to it, like that it was all <laughs> that one thing was connected to the other. Who could have guessed that you know he's he's working on one thing because I have some pain somewhere else, and I'm thinking, what the heck is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then it took me years to get how connected every little every place in our body and every um how it goes it's just like we're magical wonderful miraculous creations we are oh yeah just and and there's there's so much com 
it's simple and yet so complex. Yeah, I mean, that is the just of Chinese medicine. <laughs> That's pretty right. much what they told us when we started. <laughs> like, you're going to learn, you know, every illness in the world can fall into like 25 diagnoses. In Western or allopathic medicine, you know, there's all these different things. But in Chinese medicine, whether you have a headache or a gallbladder issue or menstrual issues, it's all going to fall. They can all have the same diagnosis of liver tea stagnation. And so it's really simple but really complicated yes. all at the same time. And so sometimes that's probably a little bit too where the disconnect comes from with Western culture is that we need things to be simple and straightforward. Like that's just how we operate. That's what our culture's like. We Everything makes sense. Everything's in a row. Everything's in alignment. Whereas in Chinese medicine, if I told you that your gallbladder problem and then I told another client who has migraines that you have the same diagnosis, you might look at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's like you have two right. totally different things going on. However, if I was putting on herbs, I might put you on the exact same herbal formula and it will work for both of you. Right. So it's just really interesting to think, just like you said, how the, how complex it is, but yet how simple it is at the same time and trying to navigate between all of that. Oh my gosh. That's, um, yeah, it's amazing. So um, you're in Victoria. I am. And Victoria, British Columbia, Canada for... Yes. <laughs> those those of you who are not in Canada. Um, and I was so excited to hear <laughs> when people contact me from other places. I'm like, what? <laughs> How fun is that? Um, and and so if when when um we'll make sure that everyone has your contact information to be getting a hold of you to see you in person. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there'll be other things coming up that you that people can check your website for and find out other things that you will be doing whether that might be you know we'll be doing sound bath and and uh five point acupuncture stuff things together and that's exciting um also uh maybe there will be things in the future where people can be doing um online if they're not if they you know i just think that there's many things that will be coming this way with the wonder that is you. Uh, yeah. And, and well, I do, I do online consultations as well. So that's, <gasps> there yeah. you go. So obviously the acupuncture part you have to be in person for, I can't stick a needle mm-hmm. through a phone, mm-hmm. um, but I do a lot of herbal consultations online. So if you are looking for herbs, you can still contact me, whether you're physically in Victoria or not. Um, I have clients all over BC that order herbs for me. Or I've the world. A couple in all, or the world. I've got <laughs> some in other parts of Canada as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, and always check in the website too. Like I put up blog posts with whether that be recipes or information about Chinese medicine, trying again to connect the West to the East so that we understand kind of what's going on or how we right. look at things Chinese medicine wise. Um, and I'm always, always, and I love it, getting emails about questions and I'm happy to chat about pretty much anything so that's amazing oh I love that I I it's um and and that has been my experience with you is that you have been incredibly uh generous and gracious uh in explaining so many things I I I love that so where yes wherever you are um you can either travel to Victoria and she'll stick you with some pins and needles um or you can contact Carmen there all her uh, contact information will be in the show notes uh Goji Wellness is um your company that you have created and you are the founder and uh doing amazing things with that 
And uh, is there anything in closing that you have not shared yet that you would that that you would like to share? I don't want to cut it off and yeah. <laughs> something that you that you didn't get to say. Oh my goodness, I could talk to you for hours about Chinese. Well, we'll medicine. probably do hours that again. Hours hours. <laughs> we will probably we will definitely be I can see that there will be more in the future oh, because yeah. there is uh yeah, well maybe we'll leave it at that then. Well thank yeah, you. I think maybe, yeah, just like I mean, I, I again I'm passionate about it and most practitioners are because this is a lifelong learning journey, even for me as a practitioner. I might be considered the expert as the doctor of Chinese medicine, but there's always things. I just did a course yesterday. There are always things that I am constantly learning. So I'd love it if you all came along this learning journey with me. Oh, that's, oh, I love, yeah, exactly. And a, a, a curious mind is a, I, I love that. I'll just say that my mom was, my mom was an RN, a registered nurse. And when she needed to go into complex care, she was in her 80s late 80s and she was still online researching new things yeah. all the time <laughs> she had such a curious mind about all things like that and it's something that I really I just I love seeing when people are you know you get you know you have the degrees and you do but you're still taking more courses still learning yeah. new ways it's and we benefit from that 100%. so that, <laughs> woo -woo. <laughs> well <laughs> Thank you so much, Carmen, for being with us and yeah, sharing. Thanks for having me. Uh, oh, it's it's just been great and sharing your knowledge and your passion and and your absolute. It's obvious whether I hope that you can hear it in her voice because you can certainly, if you watch the video, you can very much see the joy in her face when she talks about um, all things, <laughs> all things of of uh, Chinese medicine and acupuncture and energy and meridians and uh, sharing with people and getting people to a place where they're experiencing their best health so thanks mm -hmm. very much carmen and to our listeners thanks so much for uh hanging out with us today uh this is ali and as always find your joy Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy.